All right, Memphis, welcome to the weekend. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to Memphis Flyer Radio. I am your host, Toby Sales, news editor over here at the Memphis Flyer. That's your alternative news weekly based right here in good old Memphis, Tennessee, USA. Elated to be here on the airwaves of WYXR, your crosstown radio, 91.7 FM. And this podcast is available anywhere in the world that you get your podcasts. I'm serious. Check us out. Two things first. The weather is glorious. And our COVID numbers are heading in the right direction. Summer broke on the calendar and in the air. Temperatures have been in the 50s at night and barely breaking over the 80s during the day. And even though we didn't have that hot, humid Memphis summer that we all like to brag about or or, or brag about surviving, I guess, the change feels nice, gentle, and it's just welcoming me to go drink beers on many a patio. Feeling better about being on patios now, too. Our COVID numbers are starting to fall off the table. They're heading in the right direction. I don't want to give anybody any kind of false hope, but hear me out. Back in the beginning of July, our seven-day rolling average of new cases was in the 20s. Come about mid-August, that number had hit a pandemic record high of over a 1,000. Those numbers have been slowly coming down, but over the last week, we're starting to see that seven-day rolling average drop by multitudes from almost 600, then it fell to the mid-500s, and now it's just over 400, and that number keeps falling pretty quickly. So I will say that we're heading in the right direction. I'm not a health official, so don't take my word for it, but I like what I am seeing just as a guy who has watched these numbers since March 2020. So hopefully we're pulling back from that precipice. Maybe there's a little hope on the horizon. That does not mean we can take these masks off. Not yet. And folks still need to go get that vaccine. Now, nearly 1,300 people are getting the shot in Shelby County every day, according to the latest information from the Shelby County Health Department. Now, that number has softened a bit in the last month, and I'm sure it's not nearly as high as health officials here would want. But it gives me heart that that many people are changing their minds on this vaccine every day or it's kids over 12 that are finally able to get the shot. And again, if those averages hold, we could be to the county goal of 700,000 people vaccinated by the first quarter of next year. If we get there, we might have a sort of community-wide immunity and maybe be able to take these masks off and start to relax, actually relax a little bit. Now, I know I talk about COVID a whole lot on this show, But we have got to keep talking about it, y'all. We have to fix this mess before we can really dig in and fix all the other messes. Yes, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, but maybe not while we're juggling fire. There was a lot going on in that last sentence, but y'all know what I mean. On to brighter things. Bruce Van Weingarten took a little boat trip last week and, and maybe got a little more than he bargained for. 
Bruce is also going to talk about his brand new book that I'm so excited about. And our editor, Jesse Davis, talks about news, good news, and bad news. And later in the show, we'll have Memphis News and the Memornet, of course. And we're going to slice off some choice cuts from our events calendar, the finest calendar in all of Memphiana, to help you get your weekend together. All right, let me check, see here if I've got anything. Nope, I guess that's going to do it. Okay, all right, folks, here we go. start the show just like we do each and every week with a look down the Memornet. Now that's Memphis on the internet. I usually say the streets of the Memornet, but for this week, we're going to look to the skies because St. Jude went to outer space last week and the Memornet was blown up with it. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital was a central focus of the all-civilian Inspiration4 mission to space last week. Memphian, St. Jude physician's assistant and former St. Jude patient Haley Arsenault served as the mission's medical officer aboard the SpaceX Crew Dragon Resilience capsule. Say that five times fast. The mission began with liftoff last Wednesday, and then the Friday after, St. Jude patients got a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to speak to Inspiration 4's astronauts as they circled the Earth in low orbit. Patients asked the astronauts about their sleeping bags, what they do for fun in space, whether or not there's any cows on the moon, their favorite space food, pizza, and whether or not there were aliens in space. Arsenault then gave the patients a tour of the Dragon's Cupola, the largest window ever in outer space. The crew safely splashed down Saturday, and the mission raised $210 million for St. Jude after a $50 million donation by SpaceX founder Elon Musk. We've got a ton of great photos that were posted on online. Go and check those out either in print or over at memphisflyer.com. Week that was mask mandate. One reason a federal judge struck down Governor Bill Lee's mask opt-out order in Shelby County is that students wearing face masks in school is more efficient easier, and cheaper than Lee's plan to protect disabled students. U.S. District Court Judge Cheryl Littman's ruling issued last week says that Shelby County's mask mandate for students is legal. The ruling struck down Lee's order that allowed parents to opt their children out of the mandate. This means that all students have to wear a mask at school in Shelby County. River Litter Plastic is the top trash left behind in the Mississippi River Corridor, according to a new report from the Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative and the United Nations Environment Program. In April, citizen scientists collected litter in St. Paul, Minnesota, St. Louis, Missouri, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana for the beginning phase of the Mississippi River Plastic Pollution Initiative. They collected more than 75,000 pieces of litter, and 75% of that, about 660 pounds, was plastic. The top items included cigarette butts, plastic food wrappers, and plastic beverage bottles. These were followed by plastic foam fragments, aluminum cans, hard plastic fragments, and plastic bags. Art Money Arts Memphis has awarded $900,000 to 45 arts organizations for operating support and another $70,000 to 26 other groups. The unrestricted funding comes from local individuals, foundations and corporations, the Tennessee Arts Commission, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Field Days 
Discover Memphis Naturally announced the launch of its outdoor-focused Field Days Festival to showcase the wide range of Memphis's outdoor assets. The three-day festivity is scheduled for downtown Memphis on November 5th through the 7th. Attendees can expect plenty of competitive running, biking, and kayaking events alongside other leisurely programming. Harris on Tax Breaks Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris took aim at city and county tax breaks earlier this month and pulled no punches, calling components of our program made up and laughable. Harris spoke candidly about the issue during a panel convened by the Beacon Center, a Nashville-based free market think tank. Harris has been publicly against tax breaks for some time and said, as he did again last week, that investing in infrastructure like schools, roads, and law enforcement would do more to lure companies to Shelby County. Adding acreage, Tennessee State Park officials last week announced the addition of 144 acres to T.O. Fuller State Park. The donation came from philanthropists Hugh and Margaret Jones Frazier and the Carrington Jones family of Memphis. Off the rails, state bail reform hearing yields insults, deceit, and little reform. Sacramento now smells like smoke and homeless people, and perhaps we should cull the 5% of society that give the other 95% a bad name. These were but two public statements from key witnesses in a four-hour hearing on state bail reform in Nashville last week. Neither of these statements brought public repudiation from any House or Senate member in the room. A joint session of House and Senate members of the Tennessee General Assembly convened last week to hear from a long slate of witnesses on bail reform in Tennessee. The two days of hearings were largely pro-bail industry affairs with a conservative-leaning lock-em-up, tough-on-crime philosophy. Many seemed interested in nitty-gritty topics like bracelet monitoring tech and sharing stories about local cops letting someone go on bond only to make trouble again. Few, it seemed, were interested in an overhaul of the money bail system itself, one that largely allows those with money to walk free until their trial, and those without money to sit in jail. Jeff Clayton, executive director of the American Bail Coalition, said he traveled the country talking about bail reform. He said, Last week I spent in lovely Sacramento, California, which smelled like smoke and homeless people. Again, not a single legislator spoke a word against this insulting remark. Memphis-based Ernie Arredondo, president of the West Tennessee Executive Board of the Tennessee Association of Professional Bail Agents, suggested to just get rid of a chunk of society in comparing them to garden pests. He said, let's say 95% of people are doing well. We just need to find a way to cull the other 3, 4, or 5% that give the other 95% a bad name. As the hearings wrapped up, very little actual reform on bail is expected. Bruce Van Weingarten is a name you know over at the Memphis Flyer. He writes our at-large column this week. And Bruce, you went way at large for our cover story called Dry Run, A Long Day's Journey Into Trouble on Non-Conna Creek. I, as I was telling you before we went on the air, I had no idea what this thing was when I looked at the cover. Uh, and then I read it on the inside and I laughed. 
and I cried a little bit, mostly at the pain <laughs> from your fishing lure. Tell us, what, what did you write about this week? Well, it was a, a thing that we thought Jesse Davis, the editor, and I thought about maybe some sort of end of summer, fun, getaway kind of thing, rural getaway, or not urban getaway is what I should say. And I proposed that maybe I will float Nankana Creek, which is, it's not, it's not the sexy Wolf River that everybody talks about. It's right. that little unknown, unknown sibling creek down there in South Memphis. And I do recall that I think it was 2010, maybe 2009, that Scott Banbury and Gary Bridgman did it and wrote about it for the flyer. But they obviously went when the water was a little more amenable to floating. Uh, what I discovered, it, and as I wrote about the story, once I got on the creek and it was a nice full pool where I got on, I had to sneak on in the back of a motel parking lot because there are no access points. Right. And so my stepson Roman dropped me off and we ran down there and jumped in the I jumped in the water and paddled away and he took the getaway car and got out of there. And I said, I'll meet you at um, Keller Lake in, I don't know, five, six hours, it's eleven miles, two miles an hour. See ya. Yeah. And <laughs> about <laughs> Half hour later, I hit the Perkins overpass, Perkins Road. Mm. It was about a 65, 70-yard rock field of dragging a kayak over it. And I was wearing these little soft water shoes instead of anything with any structure to them. So it was just like barefoot climbing over rocks with a canoe. <laughs> it was hell. The only good thing was that there was some fishing that was pretty good, which led to the bad thing, which was that I little rappella lure on a underground log and I jerked it and it flew out of the water like a bullet and snagged in my left calf and the other end of the hook snagged onto my backpack. So I was sitting there, I had to, I had to cut the lure off my backpack and then, then do this sort of macho snag, snag the barbs out of my, my calf and say a bad word yeah. what, what's it like on, on the float uh, when you're going can, can you kind of lose yourself and think yeah. that maybe you're not out of memphis what's that feel like it's it's actually really pretty I, there, I took some shots that were nice and i think if the water were up say a foot you could have a kind of a lively little float down through there that would be fun the worst part about it and as i wrote is that there are plastic bags hanging in, in the trees in, in, from high water. The only real evidence of, of humankind is that these plastic bags are hanging there. And there's an occasional spare tire, but it's it's actually a, a, a pretty stream and there's all kinds of wildlife and fish. I didn't see any junk fish like Asian carp or gar. I just saw bass and brim and, and it was it was fun. Let's switch gears just a little bit. Some exciting news from Bruce Van Weingarten. Mm -hmm. Your book is coming out. It is. It's a uh, collection of columns and features, mainly the features were written for Memphis Magazine during the years that our company, CMI, is publishing. And I put it together after I semi-retired in May and went in and collected all the stories that I like, my favorite. And with uh, the help of Jeffrey Goldberg and Anna Travers-Fogel, who are our bosses, uh, my bosses, they, you know, they got it designed and sent off to the printer today, as a matter of fact. Tell us the name of the book. It is called Everything That's True. And where did the name come from? came from a uh, Rob Junkless song. He's a Memphis musician that I love. And I stole it. I called him. I said, <laughs> I'm going to steal your song title for my book. And he said, I'd be honored. 
and I said, great, I'll spell your name right. And he was uh, very nice about it. And, and I don't know if you remember or not, but are, are, is there a story in the book that you especially like or, or a column that you wrote in the book that, uh, that stands out to you? There's a, there are a few. I mean, you know, they're all so good, Toby. I don't even know how to <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> there, there, are, there are some interesting – there's like I wrote about when we went to Peru and I wrote about uh, – a number of things that I noticed was that I wrote about folks who passed on like Tit Selvage and, and those are sort of special to me. I didn't want to do anything that was temporal that sort of like I didn't want to – Put in a column about you know how John McCain performed at the debate in 2008. I needed yeah. to do things that, were, that would hold up over the over time. So, a lot of personal stuff, a lot of uh, traveling and things like that. We well, heard it here first, folks. It's called Everything That's True, the new book by Bruce Van Weingarten, printed, published by us, CMI. Going to be here around uh, sometime in November. You can get your hands on that pre-order right now at the Memphis Magazine website. Thanks so much for everything, man. Take care. open our calendar back here and see if we can't uh, find some stuff to help you get your weekend together. WLOK Black Film Festival. This runs through Sunday, September 26th. This is at various locations. For $10, viewers can see well-known black films or get a $20 red carpet VIP ticket on opening night. And the movies include Harriet, which runs at 7 at the Pink Palace. Amazing Grace screens on Saturday at Crosstown Theater. Just Mercy plays at 2 p.m. and Best of Enemies plays at 7 p.m., both at Playhouse on the Square. This is the WLOK Black Film Festival. Runs through Sunday. It's $10 per event or $20 VIP red carpet ticket. More information, WLOK.com. Pink Palace Crafts Fair, Memphis Botanic Gardens. This is uh, Friday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tickets are $10. Shop for unique, eclectic arts and crafts, including woodwork, leatherwork, pottery, jewelry, paintings, sculpture, woven goods, and more. It benefits the Museum of Science and History, or MOSH as we're calling it. This is uh, the Pink Palace Crafts Fair, Memphis Botanic Garden. That's $10. The Memphis Flyers own Memphis Bacon and Bourbon Festival. This is at the Metal Museum, 374 Metal Museum Drive. This is tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. Featuring creative bacon-inspired dishes of all kinds from some great Memphis restaurants plus a vast array of distilled spirits to tempt your taste buds. This is a 21 and over event. Of course, this is at the Metal Museum. Tonight, 6 to 9 p.m., tickets are $39. Freak Show at Growlers, that's 1911 Poplar. This is tonight at 7 p.m. Go on a journey of miraculous discovery through the world of the strange, the odd, the bizarre, and the macabre where the most unusual people entertain. This is an 18 and over affair. This is at Growlers. It's $20. Walking in Memphis at the Creek, at the Shops of Saddle Creek. This is tomorrow, Saturday, September 25th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Enjoy Memphis-themed chalk art, live music, a maker's market, and more showcasing all things 901. This is at Saddle Creek tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's absolutely free. Eat to Live Vegan Festival. This is at the Paradise Entertainment Center at 645 East Georgia downtown. This is Saturday, September 25th, noon to 5 p.m., Experience plant-based food, products, health and wellness information, and entertainment by Dr. Franco Taylor, Dr. Sebi's niece, Official Gray, 
NLE Choppa and more. This is uh, the Paradise Entertainment Center tomorrow, noon to five. Tickets are fifteen dollars. Latin Fest this weekend at Overton Square, Saturday and Sunday, uh, noon to six p.m. This is absolutely free. It kicks off Hispanic Heritage Month with Casa Teatro Bilingual Theater Group for a family-oriented festival featuring live Latin music. Latin food and drinks, crafts for kids, vendors, and fun. This is Overton Square uh, all this weekend, noon to 6. It's free. And, of course, it's Gonerfest weekend, Gonerfest 18. This is over at Rail Garden. This is, uh, well, tonight, Saturday and Sunday, 30 bands in four days, $20 for a streaming ticket, $30 for a single-day ticket, and $100 for a festival pass. This started Thursday. It runs through Sunday. This is at Rail Garden. Rally to Raise Gala. This is a fundraiser benefiting Tennis Memphis at the Memphis Botanic Garden. This is tonight at 7 p.m. Tickets are $100. At AgriCenter this weekend, Attitude MMA Fights Double X. Two days of combat sports action. It's $40. Runs all weekend at AgriCenter. Friends of the Poor Walk Run. This benefits St. Vincent de Paul Food Mission. This is Saturday, 9 to 11 a.m. at Christian Brothers High School. Tickets are $25. Also at AgriCenter, PRCA Rodeo Championship features roping, barrel racing, bull riding, and more. This is Saturday, starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $23. And don't forget that Saturday is Community Free Day down at the National Civil Rights Museum. If you've never been to the Civil Rights Museum, this is your chance. Saturday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's totally free all day long. Jesse Davis is our editor, and he writes the letter from the editor column in the Memphis Flyer. Can you believe that you're the editor and you write a letter and it's called Letter from the Editor? You know, one day I thought when I was younger, I was I thought <laughs> I, I would like to write for the Memphis Flyer and be the editor and write the letter from the editor in the Memphis Flyer. And it all just worked out. You know, it, some people have... <laughs> Some people have crazy dreams, and I have sensible ones. You know, I just I just cracked the, the physical copy of the flyer open, and I turned over to your column. There is an amazing fact right above your column. This is our 1,700th issue. 1,700 issues of the Memphis Flyer have come out in the, what, 20-plus years we've been around. That's a hell of a milestone. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. We came close to having two... 1,699th issues. So copy editors are important. I'll just say I didn't catch that, but someone did. So <laughs> I'm glad. We could have missed it all together, folks. However, thank your local copy editor. I got to say 1,700. That's, that's a huge number and just really cool that we've been able to do this work for so long or that other people, many, many people have been able to do this work in Memphis for, for so long. This week in your column, a bit of a mixed bag, good news, bad news, uh, and you kind of get into a lot of There's a lot going on in here. What what'd you write about this week, Jesse? Well, you know, I, I had several things I wanted to write about, and I kept on trying to focus on one of them, and it just felt like I was, you know, lying by omission by not mentioning other things. You know, there have been a few times lately that we've been the the most dangerous place in the country when it comes to your possibility of catching COVID. It's felt like I had to write about that. It's a very pressing issue. And I just don't want to always be angry or doom and gloom when people open the flyer. And so I thought I'll start out 
and I'll, I'll write about some good news. One thing that interested me was the SpaceX Inspiration4 uh, launch. Yes. I just thought it was so cool that someone who is a, a former patient at St. Jude now works there and has now been one of the one of the only civilians in space. Like that, that's a very small number of people. So I'm talking about Haley Arsenault. And I think it's even cooler that the, this mission raised $210 million for St. Jude. Yes. I mean, that that's awesome. I wrote about the Lucien Theater. I don't know if I'm saying that right, out on summer. I had forgotten this. This is the old uh, Paradise Adult Theater out on summer. Paris. Oh, Paris Theater. Thank you. And it has been transformed into this new thing. I guess that happened, and I just forgot about it. So I'm reading your column. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're, they're turning this into something, uh, well, you know, a little bit nicer. Yeah, a lot nicer. I think I don't think that they've totally decided what they're they're going to do with it yet. Oh. I know they're floating some some like it might be a, a music venue of some sort. They've also talked about retail space, but we I drove past it over the weekend and the the marquee was lit up and it just was really cool. Again, that's a cool old building and we sometimes like to to demolish cool old buildings in, in Memphis and so that they've decided to 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 repurpose it i think that's great other things uh rent on my rental came out on hgtv and discovery plus that was huge to fuller state park grew by 144 acres which was amazing so that was all good news maybe getting to the little bad news grab bag down here u.s border patrol agents the the images that surface and video showing them chasing on horseback chasing Haitian migrants on foot and, you know, like whipping them and all just, it's, it's inhumane. It's, um, these people are are seeking asylum, which is legal. And, and even if, you know, even if it weren't, I mean, that's just, you know, that is, that is not the way to go about that. And I I tend to prefer to write about things that are happening in Memphis or at least Tennessee in these columns. But of course, you know, our governor is, he signed a letter saying, you know, we need to investigate what's happening at the southern border. And Marsha Blackburn tweeted about it all morning. It is continually a source of frustration for me when we, we have leaders who are ignoring problems in their own state to look elsewhere and, and not try and solve the problem. I mean, it seems like most people will say we need to reform the immigration system, but I don't think... They want to do that. I think they want to. I'm talking about Blackburn and Lee yeah, here. Sure. I think they want to continue to use it to to form to, to fundraise off of and mm-hmm. to drum up support. And I just think it is like cartoonishly evil to do that when you have people who are who are fleeing a dangerous regime and earthquakes and you know willing to walk barefoot and and yeah. try and, and, and to, you know try and find a better life and and to to demonize these people is. It's just wrong. You, you got uh, state government folks recommending that the monoclonal antibody treatment, which I can't believe I just said that correctly the very first time. It's, it's one of the most effective treatments for COVID. And you've got state officials now saying that we need to save these treatments for those who have been unvaccinated instead of giving those to vaccinated people. The reason behind this was uh, there was kind of the, the federal government clamp down on the supply of this treatment to the states. And so the state had to decide how to divvy this stuff up. Uh, and their very first thought was, hey, let's give it to, to the people that need it and those are the unvaccinated what do you think about that for the most part i am a big believer in in helping people who are in need but the thing is that is a like two thousand dollar treatment that is meant to be a last resort 
and there are preventative measures. I want to, I talk a lot about the unvaccinated, and I want to say that I understand there are a lot of people, particularly in Memphis, who do not necessarily have easy access to a place to get vaccinated or even to the, to information about it. If you don't have internet, sure. it's hard to find out. Like, so, so I'm not, I'm not including those people. And I will also say it's free. I've been vaccinated. It didn't hurt very much. It was free. My insurance was not billed. I was not sent a bill. You know, that's my experience with it. So if anybody listening is curious, there you go. But the idea of how many, how many free passes and second chances do you get like you, you can go get this this free and effective vaccine yeah. and the people who refuse to do that i imagine are the same people who are refusing to wear masks to to really adhere to any sort of preventative measure and right. so then to 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 reserve this effective treatment well it's i i don't like to be the kind of guy who says you made your bed sleep in it yeah. but i i don't know i mean you just there are people who have who have done everything they can not to strain our healthcare system, not to hurt their neighbors or endanger their neighbors. To, they have made sacrifices. They've gone out. And I don't think it's much of a risk to get the vaccine, you know, when com you compare it to the risks of getting the disease. But sure, it's it's it, when you put anything in your body anytime, there is some risk. And they took that risk. Right. And you're, you're saying, okay, well, you've done all of the right things for 19 months. Sure. But you did you you were going to be denied this if you need it, because we like your chances. I guess I don't know. I right. just to me that that seems pretty wrong. And and I it seems to me too that this this recommendation is coming from the the people who are sort of the party of like to style themselves as the party of tough love and mm -hmm. the party of fiscal responsibility. Yep. And the hypocrisy there when you know the vaccine costs like it it's like a couple of dollars to produce and administer versus this thing, which is very expensive. It's not tough love to say, we we asked you to mask up. We asked you to get vaccinated and you didn't do any of those things. And now you've put yourself in this horrible position. So we'll do everything we can to say, and I'm not saying we shouldn't. I, I don't, I, I now I sound like one of those people who wants to have their cake and eat it too, <laughs> but it's a tough decision. It's a tough place to be in. But the thing is, I don't think we would be in this place where we were having to, healthcare professionals we're having to make those decisions. Our state government was having to make those decisions. If we would all just do the right thing, you know, and the right thing in this case is to do every single thing you can do to end this pandemic sooner, to protect your neighbors and friends and family and coworkers. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death of writing about it. I'm very fortunate because I have not gotten sick. I still have my job. I have relatives who've gotten sick. I don't know how it will affect them in the future, but they've survived. So I, I see myself as incredibly fortunate, and it seems to be a real position of privilege to say I'm sick to death. I'm writing about it. But, yeah, I am certainly losing patience for people who who just will not be community-minded in this. I don't think it's, it's an individual decision. I think it, it's a community thing, yeah. and I think we all need to do our part. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. Anybody out there who still says, I don't know what's in the, the, the COVID-19 vaccine, consider this. Consider if you're in the ICU bed and somebody comes up to you with, what did I say, monoclonal 
Hang on, I want to find Absolutely. it here. Here we go. If somebody comes up to you and says, I want to give you monoclonal antibody treatments, are you going to look at them and say, well, I don't know what's in that, so no thank you. You know, I, yeah. I very much doubt that you will. I hate to make light of this kind of thing, but that was really a bee in my bonnet too, so I'm glad you said it. You said it really well in your column. But Jesse, thanks for kind of stepping through with us. Some good news out there, some bad news. And uh, you know, man, when it comes to COVID, we're just going to be writing about this because we're going to be living this for a little while longer here. But uh, so I appreciate your constant uh, vigilance on the topic, sir. Yeah, thank you, Toby. I mean, and and you too. You've done. You've been in the the COVID reporting trenches for a long time now, and and I certainly appreciate your work. Long and I appreciate time. you having me today. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, y'all, that is Jesse Davis. He's our editor. Jesse, thanks so much. Have a great weekend, man. You too. Thanks, man. folks that's going to do it for the first half of memphis flyer radio the talk half of the show but you have got to stick around for that second half of the show the better half of the show with our music editor alex green he's going to spin you some records tell you some tales and sound great doing it i promise you that all right y'all go out have a fantastic weekend alex take it away thank you (laughs) 